You're listening to the Geekscape Network. Time to fire up the VCR. This one's my favorite. Welcome to Analog Jones and the Temple Film. I'm Steve. And I'm Matt. And we're a VHS podcast that looks at the box art trailers behind the scenes. We go and rent these bad boys based off the cover. Matt, what did you pick out? Uh, we we kind of connected it to our RoboCop episode a little bit. Uh, another Verhoeven. We did Total Recall. Arrest that woman! <laughs> Quaid. Cut. Get ready for a surprise. We can't let him run around. He knows too much. They've got your bug. I get a lock. There! And the bug's in your skull. Take this thing out of the case and stick it up your nose. Don't worry, it's self-guiding. Got him. I lost him. You got a lot of nerve showing your face around here. Look who's talking. You erased your identity and implanted a new one. If I'm not me, who the hell am I? He's got a hologram! Welcome to Johnny Cab. Drive. Where can I take you tonight? Please fasten your seatbelt. I want Quaid delivered alive for reimplantation. That's for making me come to Mars. You wouldn't hurt me. After all, we're married. Consider that a divorce. You enjoyed the ride. Bang, bang, bang. Look at that trailer. It gives away everything. <laughs> it's a bad trailer. It is. It's a really bad trailer. Start strong. I like I like when trailers do this the extra footage that's like not in the movie, you know, the stuff's made for the trailer. And it starts off with that, but then it's just like every money shot ever. Uh, but Pretty I much should... show, it shows you the end. Yeah, and it shows you the end of the I movie. Mean, you wouldn't know it, but basically the entire film or the entire trailer goes chronological order. Yes, it's like they were editing it as they were like watching the movie. They were editing the trailer as they were watching the movie. <laughs> the editor like is just like, I'll put that one in, that one yeah, in. There's, there's a good shot, there's a good shot, yeah. But uh, the crazy thing, I've never seen that trailer before. And the reason we're also doing this is I've never seen this movie before today. <laughs> blew my mind <laughs> i think i think it was totally a thing 1990-91 i just missed a lot of stuff i was too young so like when i was you know growing up i remember a lot of stuff from like 93 94 you know those are my years really where i became like a, a little film fan it's a beautiful time period yes yeah like th- those were my favorite movies but then 
And then I remember from watching TV, I saw a lot of 80s stuff. But mm-hmm. that 90, 91, I was just like a little too a little too young and a little too old to like catch them. Like I just missed this period of time. I got really lucky because I was watching movies, I would say from the heyday of 87 to 94, 95, before CG started really coming in. I got the best miniatures growing up. I got the best practical effects. They were just at the epic peak of the mountain. And maybe Starship Troopers was like the final miniature movie where they're just they were gorgeous. Yeah. They they just knew how to do everything. They knew how to do everything with rear projection really well. They knew how to manipulate miniatures to make them look even more real than a lot of the CG that came out in the late nineties. Yeah, I would love to actually like do our research and see sort of like what the last like movie like that was. Like I feel like there's gotta be something else after Starship because I feel like the early two thousands still had some cool stuff, but well, we we'd have to do some them. research. Um Starship Troopers was the last big budget movie that I think used miniatures. I'm almost certain. They're like famous for it. And the space movie that you like, uh New Line Cinema. Um Lost in Space. Lost in Space. They used a lot of practical miniatures out in the space mm. section, and they also used a lot of bad CG. Not really their fault because they're just trying to figure it out. Yeah, but you know the whole robot was practical mm-hmm. and a lot of stuff like that. So they just—it sucks too because the models, the miniatures, and everything were so good at that time period. They were at the top. You couldn't do better. But they were trying to nurture CG and just develop it. And yeah. we got the bad stuff. And you watch you watch something like Total Recall, and it just makes you miss the days of the yes. tangible stuff. There's well, so much in this movie. Total Recall could have been helped a lot, too, with... You know, nowadays, if you would have had... We'll talk about the head that he wears, the female mm. head. One of, an iconic scene, and they completely show everything in the trailer. It pisses <laughs> you off. Um, but, you know, like his head coming out of that, it looks bad. At the time, it looked fantastic, but now you look at it, you're like, that didn't age well. You could have that. That's where you use CG to, you know, kind of not show the seams or whatever we're going to call it. They're just, you patchwork it and then you make it look beautiful. Like, they say what you want about the, the new Star Trek movies and everything, but they use practicals with the CG so freaking well. And you have to give. JJ? J.J. Abrams a lot of credit that he knows that. Yeah. And that's why his films, even if you don't like the story and the whatever he does, he does a lot of very bland, good versus bad. Yeah. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with a simple story. But his ability to wield practical and CG is gorgeous and it's perfect. Yeah, he's definitely still one of the last filmmakers kind of still doing stuff that like we like you know that's for like the this generation of film fans like he's one of the last still I'm, doing that and i think we're one of only 10 fans who like eight millimeter not not eight millimeter super or, eight god eight we, i like eight sorry, millimeter sorry different movie a little rougher should i uh, edit that out because that is dramatically different films <laughs> <laughs> super eight is an amazing movie we'll, I we'll think. keep it in that's perfect. It's, we're yeah. riffing we're riffing we're riffing <laughs> uh yeah man but total recall Missed it. Just never saw it until very recently. We'll talk about who's in it in the movie and probably when you read the back. Because I have no idea what you're about to read. I never I've never read, read the back either. We're the kings of not watching the trailers and not reading the back. 
bags. Now, when we were younger, we, we read the bag, uh, kind of. Sometimes, yeah, Sometimes. depending on the movie. If the cover had me enough, I didn't read the back, but if, it, if I was on the fence, then I'd read the back. So do we rent this according to the front? So we just got Arnold's face on it, mostly uh, on the right side here, in totally blue, like, 90s color. <laughs> I would just yes. define this color as the early 90s. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, and, of course, his name is huge on there, Schwarzenegger, and it says, get ready for the ride of your life, total recall. And then we've got sort of that pyramid on Mars image that's in that trailer we saw mm-hmm. uh, not quite the representation that's in the movie they but call we that did. the period uh the period jesus the pyramid mines right yeah, yeah yeah and that's it that's the whole thing i i like it now looking at it oh, this less is more but i think this also did me in as a kid it wasn't enough to hook me as a kid to rent this one arnold schwarzenegger's name would have gotten me i was older though I loved Predator. I, I was a Schwarzenegger fan too, but I was still ranting on covers. <laughs> yes. This was before Terminator 2 when I had to watch everything Schwarzenegger. Yeah. There were a lot of movies I missed of him. I would have rented it for the sheer fact that it had him in it. Yeah. And I just, I missed this one. So I don't know how I guess I feel about the cover because I like it now, but I, I don't think it was enough to hook me then. So maybe I'm just kind of in the middle on it then. I think I need a little bit more Mars to it. Yep. I need something more sci-fi. I need like a machine or a mutant or something in there to just kind of take me over the edge to definitely want to do it. It always makes me kind of react funny. I guess it's a sidebar. Mars movies as a whole. I've never gotten it. I've never been fascinated with Mars. It's just not me. Other than the two red planet, Mars, whatever. Mission to Mars. Mission to Mars which I can't remember either of them. I know who the actors are in both. And I've we, seen own, both. we own both. I, I promise you one day we are going to do Mars Month. Mars Month. <laughs> I've, I've seen both. I can't tell you anything that happens in either of those movies, though. No, I don't remember. But, I mean, we also had... Was Stargate? That had nothing to do with Mars. That was just a... I don't remember that movie either, and I've seen dimension. it. I really like Stargate. Um, I never got into the TV shows, but I love the movie. First one. There may be more, I don't remember. But like all the Mars, John Carter, all these, all these fucking Mars movies that have come out, and Moon movies. I don't yeah, get them. a lot of Moon stuff lately. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not totally on board with the space as genre movies. You know? No, I think you are. I just think they're like in the middle of nowhere space. Well, yeah. Alien. I like Alien. Aliens. Yeah. I like those movies. Alien Three. <laughs> All the alien movies. Yes, uh, <laughs> I like those, but like, but they're they're like they don't tie to any of our solar system. They're like, yeah, like the fake space stuff. Fake space. I like fake starship space. troopers. Yeah, I like fake, fake space. I, I like fake space, but I don't like real space movies. I'm with you. I like gravity. Well, except this. Well, yeah, but this is still kind of fake space. <laughs> yeah, but it still takes place on Mars. True, true. And they talk about Saturn. It's in a it's real, real solar yes. system yes. that's completely fake space. Yes. Um, Which is now my favorite genre to call fake space. Fake space movies. <laughs> yeah. But like the Gravities and the, the what was the other prestige space movie that came out it around had, that uh, time? Matthew, uh, Matthew McConaughey in it, right? Yeah, Intercell. I don't like those. Intercell. They bore me. They just wanna, I just want to sleep. Yeah, During <laughs> I'm with you on Galaxy. I, I kind of kept my mouth shut on it, which is a big deal for me because I'm heavily opinionated on movies. That one, I was just like, it's beautiful. I get it. I get it. Interstellar, to me, confused the fuck out of me, and I kind of like it because of it. I'm like, what? 
there's so much in that movie where I n- I've never, but I've never rewatched it since. So maybe I don't like that movie. Because <laughs> uh, that's a true way I judge movies. If you rewatch it, then you must like it. Yes. If you I, don't go back for it, then you're not that interested in it. It's so. like candy. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good way. I think that's a way we need to really start approaching our, like, as a society, our reviewing of movies. Because you could give a movie five stars and say it's the best thing ever, but then you're never going to watch it again. And it's like, well, then, are, is it the best thing ever then? Moonlight. When yeah. I watched it, I was like, wow. Great film. Wow. Great film. Am I going to watch that again? No. <laughs> Sorry. I ain't watching that depressing shit. Actually, I feel like I would watch Moonlight again. But it is a good example because I think a lot of people that loved it will never watch it again. It's it's so real, like real world. I watch movies to escape. Yeah, that's. I'm more likely gonna pop in this Total Recall than a prestige movie. Yeah, that's just how it is. I mean, that's how I view movies. That's my opinion based off it. And guess what, people? Do not be personally offended if we disagree with you. This is the fun thing about movies. Just know you're wrong. (laughs) Naturally, naturally. But I think people take movies too personally now, uh, especially like the Marvel and DC cults. Yeah, the inter- internet culture has ruined, uh, like fan culture, I guess. So I went to San Diego Comic Con, name drop, um, and I was talking to a guy why I didn't like Captain Marvel, and his face was pure disgust. And I'm like, yeah, I don't really like her character. She's too powerful. I don't find her very likable. And of course, it had to be brought up about I'm male and yada yada. And I go, you're fucking male, one. <laughs> and two, I like almost every character that happens to be female in Marvel movies. Yeah. Black Widow is one of my favorite. And, I could, and I'm going to go see her movie because you're one of my favorite characters. Yeah, Captain Marvel's just a lazy movie. <laughs> it's just lazy. I don't like I don't like Superman. And he, that, when I fucking said that, he, he just looked at me like, oh, wait. Well, you're dead to me. Yeah, well, your opinion doesn't count then. Yeah. I get that face a lot. I get the, I say something, and then somebody gives me, well, your opinion doesn't matter. Well, it's because sometimes your opinion, it's like you're going out of the way to piss people off. I in, do In do the that. nicest I'm... way possible. But though. I do do that on purpose. I'm like, okay, this guy's going to hate this, so yeah. I'm going to say this. <laughs> I do do that on purpose. We should get off the rant of sidebar of, of that. But come on, can we just not take things so personal? They're movies. They're movies. We like what we like. And they're there for us to like. So. Exactly. Yay. Drink some beer or whatever have you. Yeah. Smoke some weed. Enjoy your life. Exactly. Okay? And calm down on the fucking personal attacks of, you know, like, oh my God, Black <laughs> Panther's the greatest movie ever. <laughs> I, it won an Oscar for CG. And I'm like, I don't it's know pretty bad that. CG. I don't know about uh, that. Did you see the rhino scene? <laughs> Sorry, animators. You did a fantastic job on most of it. There are a couple scenes there where I'm like, woof. Yeah. But anyway, Total Recall is, Fantastic. is uh, no CG, which is kind of, or for the most part, no CG. Rotoscope. I'll take rotoscope over CG. Yeah. Um, but uh, we, I just want to mention like this one too on the sides of the tape has has Arnold in like the in the machine to get the recall on one side and on the other side it's him with that big drill thing uh, with his love interest in the background and you know that kind of sells the movie a little bit more of what the sci-fi aspect of it that the cover really doesn't show. This is an interesting movie that has so much going on and yet it works. It has tons of stuff going on, but I feel like with this tape, I'm realizing now they didn't know what to 
no. advertise of it. I think that's why the trailer just shows it. everything. Because <laughs> it's a hard movie to market because there's a lot going on. And it took forever to be made. Dan O'Brien, Dan O'Bannon, and the other guy who wrote the script. I, she I think said. They, I think they ended up giving up, but the other guy, what was his name? Uh, Shuset, who's is the, also the producer. He's on the a movie. goofy looking dude. I mean, judging a book by its cover, I've <laughs> never seen it before. Uh, no, I saw him in the documentary, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> I mean, but it doesn't really matter. So, if you're like me, uh, and you have no idea what this movie is about, which also, by the way, I've never seen the trailer, never seen the movie, I didn't even know what this movie was about. You didn't know this about Mars? I knew it was. And a I knew get your ass to Mars. I knew that. Best quote by Arnold, is it, get your ass to Mars, uh, get to the chopper, or it's not a tumor. <laughs> Out of those three, vote now. Put your votes in, get them in today, and we'll read the results next week. And a fourth one uh, doesn't count because I can't think of one right now. <laughs> um, but I knew nothing. I knew nothing about this movie, which was wonderful because I didn't read anything. I didn't watch anything. I was like, yeah, I guess I've heard some stuff about it, but like, I don't really know what this movie's about. So I put that movie in, and because it was on VHS, it was like I was watching it in 91 because I knew nothing. Uh, but this is what it's about, awesome. if you didn't know, because I didn't read the back beforehand. Arnold Schwarzenegger explodes out of the year 2084 AD with gut-crunching, white-knuckle, nonstop action as he smashes his way through horrifyingly real fantasy world, complete with a gorgeous and deadly wife. See, I would have spoiled that. I didn't know that, because starting that off, that she was a bad guy. Sharon Stone. And into a mind-bending, nightmarish reality of a Martian mining colony ruled by a terrorizing dictator, Ronnie Cox, who can alter reality to suit his whims. The red planet erupts with rebellious mutants, the fire of an alluring and mysterious woman, Rachel uh, Ticotten. You think that's how you say her name? I don't know. Sure. Uh, and a vicious and savage enemy. You in know this me, film, I hate women. So it's... Jesus. <laughs> yeah, him and his Kidding. Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel hating. <laughs> um, in this film, directed by Paul Verhoeven, RoboCop, with special effects by DreamQuest, Academy Award for The Abyss, it's total war, total action, total Schwarzenegger, total recall. Rated R. Total, total, total! Yeah, so I knew nothing. I knew nothing going into this. You know, this movie kind of tries to ruin itself with the marketing, doesn't it? Yeah. But The, this, the trailer like, tells everything, the back of the case tells everything, the... Cover is nowhere near as good as it could be. Yeah. Man, I'm really realizing that right now. And that's probably why I, maybe I didn't see it. Because I just I knew nothing, and the advertising didn't sell me on anything. So uh, I'm realizing it now, and I still think it's one of the best sci-fi movies <laughs> ever made. Um, Which is me saying something pretty big, because I'm a huge sci-fi fan. I don't want to spoil my opinion on this yet. So let's talk about the trailers first. My microphone just fell. <laughs> <laughs> Mic drop. Oh, man. What a Sunday. So. Our trailer situation is so weird. This is. This is, this is <laughs> so let's, let's put in the tape. Now playing at a motion picture theater near you. We're ready to talk about the trailers now. I got the same trailers you did minus. I got a plus one. Yes. I don't know how this happened. I swear my... T so I'm looking at your tape right now. I swear by, like, I'm looking at the corners. I'm looking at the credits at the bottom. I swear I have the exact same tape as you. However... I'm sure you do. Mine was missing 
the Terminator 2 teaser. It's weird, man. So we watched we watched your tape uh, before this, so I got to see it. I've seen the, the Terminator 2 teaser yeah. um, now, but I didn't. It's not on my tape. So when I watched this at home and I rewatched the trailers last night to write them down, it's not on there. So weird. That's we have so the weird. same tape, but for whatever reason, I don't have the Terminator 2 one. But I have all the other ones. And I showed you the Terminator 2 teaser. Wonderful. Yes. I loved their advertising. Building the actual Terminator, then putting the skin on and showing Arnold. And then he says, you know, like it slams the steel together with Terminator 2 Judgment Day. And I'll be back. It's one of the best teaser trailers There's ever. another great quote by Arnold. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of the best teaser trailers ever. Uh, it would have been really cool to see that actually on my VHS, but alas, I had to watch it on the internet uh, off your rip, <laughs> which fans can watch too. Yeah. It's on our YouTube page, so well, check it out. What's hilarious is I didn't watch the trailers after the movie. Mm. Well, we'll get into that after the yeah. movie. So, we, uh, But before the yeah. movie, we had L.A. Story mm-hmm. with Steve Martin. Uh, I've definitely never, I mean, I've never seen any of these movies uh, from the first part of this trailer section uh la story with steve martin i would see it though looks cute it's a teaser i i was just like okay he's in love but he's like taking somebody on a tour of la la and they're not into la i don't think i'll watch this i I would watch this Uh, if you watched it for the show and made me i would okay (laughs) um and then we had another brief trailer for air america um why can't i recall this this is downey jr and mel gibson it's very short that's like a 30 second spot uh i would see this too though yeah i've never seen it sure i would watch this mel gibson early 90s it kind of reminded me of like kind of like the that movie that came out semi-recently that war dogs with jonah hill and miles teller where they're like just bumbling guys in like enemy territories, yeah. you know. So, so like that's what this seems kind of yeah, like. Yeah, they're like flying cargo, yeah, or something illegally flying yeah. cargo and and people and stuff like that. Yeah, it looks cute, looks fun. Yeah, it's like fish out of water in a dangerous. I mean, yeah, one of them's a fish out of water, the other one's like putting them into danger. Yeah. So yeah, why not? I would. Uh, and then the last one was another like 30 second spot uh, this was before the movie we'll talk about the ones after after um, but uh, short time with Bob Hoskins I've never heard of this but it sounds fun like he thinks he's dying so he tries to get killed on the job as a mm-hmm. police officer to get his family the benefits it's a cool plot for a movie I've actually seen someone on YouTube talk about this and I forgot because I, when I saw it, I was like, what the hell is this? Like, never. This is just one of those movies that disappeared. Yeah. And then I saw the trailer and I go, wait a minute. <laughs> I would watch this. Yeah, I want to watch wanna, this yeah. one. I do want to see this one for I, sure. I will pay a dollar to watch Bob Hoskins overact any day of the week. Absolutely. Maybe. I want to see him yell at enemies and yeah. stuff like that. Yell at criminals. Bob Hoskins As he's trying to kill himself. Is, Absolutely. <laughs> It's like uh, it's like old person better off dead. Sign me up. <laughs> yep. I'm in. He's, yeah, he's a special actor. Oh, I love Bob Hoskins so much. Uh, so we got those four, but I only got those three. <laughs> so weird. I don't know how this happened. It is the same uh, Carl Loco tape, you know, home video with the live entertainment, uh, you know, distributor. Mm-hmm. Um. 
I, I swear it's the same tape, but for whatever reason, I am missing that one. If you guys can solve the mystery of like the printing and what happened here, that would be awesome. Yeah, because we went to VHS Collector, and they don't have it. They but, don't I have mean, the one I have. They have the one that you watched. But we also have some lazy uploaders who didn't put you know, what mode it was in. Like this one, the good one, SP mode, all the trailers. Yeah, this is, this what is I thorough. Yes. Yeah, this is nice and thorough. Can't be lazy, VHS Collector <laughs> uploaders. I'm not. I've only done like two uploads that they didn't have that we did, and I think one of them was your uh, um, Michael Ironside was in it, and the slasher in Canada. Oh, American Nightmare. Yes, they didn't yep. have that. They do now. They do now. Yes. Thanks, Steve. <laughs> Welcome. Uh, so then, yeah, then then this then the rollicking adventure begins. And now, our feature presentation. And it comes up with the credit thing at the front, whatever, scroll, don't read it, don't care. Don't need it. <laughs> no one fucking read that shit. I didn't even know what year it was. I'm just like, I don't know, 3,000? Who cares? Yeah, it didn't matter. It didn't matter. I was in it for the movie. Show me. Sure, yes. I, I get so tired of these old scrolls because I don't want to read them because mostly they make the font like too bright and it's hard to read off the black background. I mean... Star Wars had its own challenge with you had to read it fast enough. With this, it's on there for, I don't know, 10 seconds. I'm, I'm not reading it. I don't even remember what it said. But I remember everything that happened in the movie. Who gives a shit? Uh, yeah, this one has some interesting credits, too, uh, with the red lines and like they kind of disappear into each other like the credits i I didn't like it i'm a title i'm a title treatment guy if you have a cool title treatment i am in uh but this one had a very boring it was so long yeah and then you have the score score is amazing by the way yes but uh you and this is neil no this is jerry right is this goldsmith i thought yep jerry goldsmith jerry goldsmith which is funny i uh I the night before I watched this one, I watched The Shadow because I just consistently watch The Shadow because it's yeah. one of my favorite movies. <laughs> he does an amazing score for that, so I did a little Jerry Goldsmith double feature with. They the, played The Shadow at San Diego Comic Con. Did they really? In some obscure room. Well, I wanted to go to it, but I was so tired. That's so weird. I would have been there. <laughs> I don't know if you would have. It was like late and weird. It was like nine o'clock, and I'm like, come on. <laughs> Come on, I think I'm almost certain because I wanted to text you, but I just fell asleep. We were up late on Saturday just because we couldn't get into the hotel room because Matt Kelly and I didn't have a key to it, mm. and we're like running around San Diego looking for a hotel key. We're just we were just so dead. Shenanigans. Yeah, <laughs> we're like walking around like Comic Con zombies. And by the way, people were partying, but you could tell. Like, people are just, like, uh, going on pure adrenaline. Yeah, just we're going through the motions. Like, we're partying, but, like, we're only partying because we feel like we have to. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to let go of the con. Right, right. Uh, but anyway, uh, the the title treatment for this is super boring. That is the last time this movie's boring. <laughs> this movie's pacing is great once you get past the the title. Yeah. This, credits all that crap um i guess there's no reason to hold that it back anymore i thought this movie was fucking incredible <laughs> is, i told you it's one of the best sci-fi movies ever made and it's nuts it it shouldn't be this good there's too much crap going on there's so much going on and all of it i want to eat it all it's yeah. wonderful um how paul verhogan can do this because he did it with robocop there's too yeah. much crap going on but, but for every, some all reason, of it works like if you look at it like a map 
or a schematic. He somehow raises the main story above all the stuff, and you can you can travel. You can you know just use the map to guide you through it all, even though you're covered in like, you're surrounded with, in jungle. Yeah, I think that made sense. I yeah no I know what you're saying. Like it's just there's so much there's so much going on, but like yeah the the story itself carries you through the nonsense. Yes, you know, there we like, go. Yeah. like it really does. And like the nonsense is the stuff I love the most though in this movie. But at the same time, I'm invested in the story. Yeah. So all of it's good. <laughs> and I think it's funny how quickly they make Arnold likable. Arnold's likable how it is. I, I don't know what he has done over other muscle heads that were in 80s movies to 90s movies. I, I he's honestly, the most likable of all the But he's easily heads. the most likable. Uh, I mean, it's just... Bruce Willis at a certain time period was also yeah. like right there with him. Yeah. Then he's, something, he's since lost it. Yeah. <laughs> then something happened. I, that's a different story. But he goes through and, and you see him like traveling with this woman that you think maybe is his wife in Mars and they fall down a hill and then they go. Yeah, and the, their face like just explodes. The, the eye popping face explosion thing starts off. Thank you, Rob Botine. So... I'm curious, and you've done some research. I have done none. Just uh, a little. Um, is there like a director's cut like uh, RoboCop has where it's a gorier, crazier, or no? Is this the cut that No, exists? no, but there is a... Not that I know, but there's a special edition DVD that came out in the early 2000s, which is very rare. You can still buy it. It's not too expensive. But it's more rare because it, like it's the famous commentary of... Arnold, where he charged them forty thousand dollars, and they they freaking did it mm. for commentary. Yeah, it's nuts. Uh, and I think Arnold did that because he didn't understand why comment. He's like commentary is stupid. It's never going to be that good. So he charged the amount of money that it would take to get him out of it, and they freaking paid. And he and he showed up and he did it. Yeah, and he is one of the hardest working men in Hollywood. Period. Nice. Actor, actresses, yeah. male, female, doesn't matter. Arnold's a freak. Yeah. I I mean, growing up, Arnold was my favorite of, like, the movie stars. You know, like, I, I watched T2 and Last Action Hero so many fucking times that, like, I could probably recite dialogue, like, <laughs> uh, verbatim without ha- actually having to watch the movie. Um, so, I mean, I'm a fan. And, yeah, instantly, instantly likable in this movie. Uh, I, I thought it was fun choice to have him kind of start off kind of meek and mild uh as like sort of like the oh i kind of i kind of want to do something more i kind of want to go to mars and see it was like it was it was fun to not to see him not start off as like macho hero guy more just being like i kind of i kind of think i want to do this thing (laughs) well it's interesting because he has the ability to do it like he did in true lies Mm. arnold has is just a hulking man that sometimes even though he's hulking and you're kind of like Sure, whatever. He's a normal dude. But in this, from the original story, which this was based off a book, the same writer of, I believe, he did uh, Minority Report? Blade Runner. Blade Runner. That's yeah. the other Philip one. Philip K. Yeah. Dick. They're like based off his short stories, right? Yeah. And, and this, this one's something about wholesale. I can't uh, remember. We can remember it for you wholesale. That's it. Is yeah. the name of it. It's the a really name. weird title. He always had, because uh, Do Androids Dream of Electric Sleep is... Yeah. Uh, uh, Blade Runner, you know, cool titles. Yeah. I'm kind of ashamed. I've never read as much sci-fi that I read as a teenager and, and in college. I never have read any of his stuff. 
Yeah, I uh, I like sci-fi movies, but I don't really like sci-fi uh, literature. S- yeah, yeah, stories and well, plus reading stupid. And, yeah, I hate that. <laughs> but uh, I I never I never read any real I haven't really read a lot of like the great like sci-fi authors but I now I'm kind of thinking I probably would maybe like depending on how his prose is but like I yeah. might like Philip K Dick cuz I like these stories that you know are in these movies Yeah I kind of want to but at the same time uh, fuck reading <laughs> make another movie about it <laughs> Give me the pictures <laughs> Yeah right um I, I find this interesting that he's in the book. He was like a desk jockey. You know, he's working at a desk. And this one, obviously, you don't want Arnold working at a desk. They made him a construction worker. Makes sense. He's still an everyman construction worker. Yes. He's not. He's not like you know, Mister Hero Man right off the bat. No, and he should be, but he pulls off that he's not. Yeah, exactly. It's so good. He's like literally talking to his buddy at work and is like, "Should I do this recall thing?" It like, oh, recall, recall, uh, yeah, and like. I love that he's so, like, apprehensive about it and, like, should I do this thing? Instead of being like Arnold, being like, I'm doing this thing, yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, you don't want to get lobotomized. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, this is jumping ahead. It's spoilery territory, but I'm assuming you guys have all seen this. If you're listening to this, Stop do you... right now if you've not seen this and watched yeah, it. Yeah, right. Uh, and welcome back. Wasn't that awesome? Um, do you're welcome. <laughs> Do you think he's still in the recall, or do you think this all really happened? Because I'm a little bit more positive of a person, I think it's all real, and he saved the day. I am a little bit more negative of a person, and I definitely think it's recall. (laughs) Which is interesting, because when we're doing this podcast, I'm more of the skeptic or the cynical one. True. And I love how, like, when it's the overview of everything, I'm like, nah, nah, I think he did it. Uh, It's just, there's so much, because I was really paying attention... I was really paying attention to every detail because I had never seen this before, but I was really paying attention and every detail they cover and what they're going to do in this recall thing literally happens in, by the end of like the, the, every detail they give him is what happens by the end of the movie. And obviously the movie ends before there's any kind of reveal or anything like that. They just sort of, uh, make out in the, as the sun is shining on Mars, but like, so many perfect details are there that I'm like, maybe it just is, but who knows? That's well, the great, that's what it's makes complete, movies like this fun. It's completely done on purpose. Right. And who cares what it is? Yeah, exactly. It doesn't matter. Like it, like Verhoeven or the writers can come out and say, oh no, that was a whole adventure. But when Don't I care. watch the movie, it doesn't matter. Like I can still think the other way. I can think either way yeah. I take it. I like the movie. So I always find those type of movies interesting. Uh, I know the Matrix, like, really hammered down that it was real but the the matrix and total recall have like a lot of similarities of like you know what is reality right right questioning everything and i do think this one has a lot in common with the cape the philip k dick kind of thing this has a lot in common with blade runner too yes like what what is what makes you real yes yeah it is it is something real because you have a memory of it well if we just put the memory of it there is it real then and then it's like if you're an android but you have feelings are you just real or like what yeah. what does it matter you know that's why i don't get into great debates about any of those movies like blade runner they're like was he you know was he a robot was he not or an android whatever i don't, I don't care i don't care 
I mean, he's an android, but <laughs> and at I, least I want to believe that. I, and I don't care. It, like, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's still a great movie. It's besides. so good. Even though I've rewatched that movie plenty of times and gotten into arguments over the pacing. I'm like, the pacing's terrible. Oh, I love I love Blade Runner. I, yeah, that, I but you know what? I'm weird. I like the theatrical cut. I like because I think that one moves the best. Yes, it, of course it does because they didn't allow um, Ridley to like destroy it with his insanely long takes of one like just one static camera. Yes. Like, yes. come on, man. Yes, like, you're. That's why they cut it down in theatrical. Yes. We're going to start calling Ridley recut because, like, everything has four-hour cuts of his movies. And the director's cuts are never as good as the originals, in my opinion, anyway. On his, his movies. Right. I've seen other director's cuts. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But his movies, just like, Ridley's like, no, we need another 20 seconds of him reading. Yeah. No, we don't. (laughs) We need a four-hour cut of Kingdom of Heaven. Let's go. (laughs) Fuck you, Ridley Scott. Thank you for your movies. We love him. Yeah. But we like your theatrical cut. You need a producer. An editor. Yeah, and an editor. You um, need a producer, an editor that have courage to go, shut up. But thank you for shooting all this. <laughs> but thank you for giving us this wonderful, tasty treats. Um, Verhoeven, though, is just a master at pacing. You know, like this movie flies. It's two hours long, mm. and I never was bored. I will say the second half of this movie is not as good as the first half. Because the first half when you're world building mm-hmm. is just a fucking blast. Second half when we're on the adventure, it's fun and I love it. I love it still, but it's not as like, I'm, my mind yeah. was melting during the, the first half of this movie. <laughs> the spy movie aspect of figuring it out, having himself give him the video on the suitcase and going through all that is really interesting and awesome to build up. The problem is like, this is the first time Ronnie Cox to me has gotten into a movie and made it less interesting Mm. because ronnie cox is just we've seen this bad guy before yeah in a lot of movies where he's got this overlapping plan of like i could help humanity but i'd rather be selfish right he he's better as the villain in robocop than he is here but i like him in this still his performance is good maybe on the page it's not as good but his performance is good his performance is great i love his character to me is just boring yeah his he doesn't have as many he's not as juicy as say robocop well in in robocop he was like he would cut anyone down his own people right and and they try to do that with this where like where he tells michael iron richter's character you know like if you kill him you're dead or whatever he says you know he's got a few good lines also ronnie cox lines in robocop were juicier yeah, he's just it's a it's a more rounded villain but, or whatever. Yeah, when that. we we get to this and then he saves the whole day, spoilers. Um, which if you're listening to this, uh, what the fuck? <laughs> Watch the movie. Yeah, shit. <laughs> I just like I, Ronnie Cox just kind of Richter. Once Richter dies, the movie kind of like okay, my bad guy's dead. So yeah, Richter's our bad guy in this. Um. But uh, I do, there is a moment. There's one Ronnie Cox moment that I think is absolutely fucking wonderful in this, and it's it's one of the times that Richter calls him, and it, he's clearly like bothering Ronnie Cox, like as opposed to like mm-hmm. just like you know giving him information. And Ronnie Cox just does this thing where the he, turn where he's like yeah. almost backwards, and the he answers the phone, and he's just like. I'm, I'm doing it. Like, yeah. <laughs> and he just kind of like turns to the video screen and he's just like, 
what? <laughs> it's so dramatic. It's such a movie cut yes. that I love it. I love it every time because this is at the point where we're not going to explain the whole movie because there's too much. There's yeah, too much. We're uh, going to talk about the stuff we like in it. <laughs> so when Arnold's going through the whole thing and he goes into recall, I, I freaking love the guy who runs recall, by the yeah. way. Who's just like, what? You want to go to Mars? No, you don't. You want to go to Saturn? He's like, no, no. I want to go to Mars. I want to be James Bond, basically, of Mars. Yeah. I want to go into this mission. He's like, hey, what's always been the same when you take a vacation? You! <laughs> Why don't you be somebody else? <laughs> His sale, like, the commercial of Recall is fantastic when he's yeah. on the subway. Then yeah. he talks to his friend at the construction. Then he talks to his wife, and everyone's like, no, no, no. And you knew right away something was up because everyone's on the same page of telling him no. Right. Except the truthful salesman. Yes. Who's like, I'll fucking, whatever it takes. We'll just, if, if we fuck up, we'll just erase his mind. It's fine. <laughs> and he also calls the one woman, the scientist, a stupid bitch. Yeah. He's like, just like a crazy person when like yeah. and Arnold starts flipping out. My 2019 woke self was just like, oh no. <laughs> Don't call a woman the B word. But I was he, like, it's 1990. They're it, fucked up. And like, but he's also not, he's a sleazebag. So it's okay. Like, you well, know, he's, he's not a likable guy. He's not so. a good person. <laughs> I've had this debates when they're like, oh, you shouldn't, you shouldn't use the, the F word. Like when they did it in it. Yeah. And, um, and I was like, yeah, but at the same time, he's bad. Yeah. You're bad not, people say bad things. Yeah. I like it when, I, I like it when movies have the edge of having, yeah. If, if they're not an admirable character, if we haven't spent the entire movie looking up to them or painting them as a role model, they need to well, they need to be real. And if they're bad guys, they're going to say offensive things. <laughs> what always gets me is like the next. Okay, they say the f word, they say the b word, whatever. We have all these words, and but then the next scene they'll murder someone horrifically. So that's okay, but a word is the problem. Yeah, the word, a word from a bad guy yeah. or a not likable character. This is at the point of history we're at right now. Yeah, this is where, where we're at Where the words right hurt you more than the action. Right, this is where we're Which, at. Which, to my opinion, and if you're offended, sorry, it's fucking stupid. It is fucking stupid. We've said it every, on probably every single episode of this podcast. It is stupid. You cynical sons of bitches. <laughs> Correct. And my mom's not a bitch. She's wonderful. <laughs> um, so. Where are we at? We're, so we're just, I we're think we're just talking about everything we like in it. You like the news, right? Where the, it was showing all the death? Yeah. Can we play a clip? Sure. The chairman defended the attack, saying that space-based weapons are our only effective defense against the Southern Bloc's numerical superiority. And more violence last night on Mars, where terrorists demanding independence once again halted the extraction of turbinium ore. Watto and his so-called Freedom Brigade claim credit for this latest bombing, which attempted to reopen the sealed-off pyramid mines. Mars military restored order with minimal use of force, and all damage to the strategic facility was repaired within hours. With one mine already closed, Mars Administrator Vilos Kohagen vowed that troops would be used, if necessary, to keep production at full capacity. At the press conference today... No wonder you're having nightmares. You're always watching the news. That's awesome. I love I love you, Paul Verhogen, in your news. It's yeah, so the, wildly awful. The news cutting in is just it's a it's a uh, 
trademark of his. Yeah. Same and thing it, with the video calls. Yeah, it, it's a trademark, and I love it. It works and, every time. I'm in it, and it, it's a narrative tool, but it's how you do that. It's how you... It's, it's telling and showing. It's showing and telling. <laughs> it's everything. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's a good it's a good tool, and I'm glad that he has that in his three sci-fi masterpieces. Yeah, I mean, once he gets the case and he shows himself how to, I don't know, remove the thing from his nose, we have to talk about Richter, Michael Ironside, which is a Canadian treasure. Yes. And we're one of the biggest Michael Ironside fan clubs. Yeah. New Line, Michael Ironside. We could just do an entire, like podcast on that we have and it's called the analog jones yes. <laughs> and sprinkle in some Busey. yeah sprinkle in some Busey, uh and us being mad at the youths uh <laughs> that is the get off my lawn <laughs> and put in total recall <laughs> uh i love the uh i mean i know we're going to talk about michael ironside but i do want to talk about the removal scene i love how gross that is because you only see a second of it in that trailer that spoils everything um in, in the movie, when he's removing that, and like clearly it's a dummy head, but it's still an incredible-looking dummy head. When he's pulling yeah. it out, it's nasty. You like see it start like under his eye and work its way down the nostril, and then it just sort of pops out. But yeah. like it looks so... Paul Verhoeven, so good at like the fragility of the body. It looks like it hurts, you know? Like it really, you feel the pain of it as he's doing it. It's a little Cronenberg, too. Well, Cronenberg was supposed to do this movie. I heard that. Like it makes a lot of. I didn't know that until after the movie, but after I saw some of the like just mutilation to the body with the mutants and everything, yeah. I'm like, this is so Cronenberg. Yeah. It's, it's. It is a perfect combination of like Cronenbergian stuff and Verhoeven stuff because, yeah. you know, Cronenberg is about like what the body does to us. And then uh, Verhoeven's thing is like the fragility of the body. Mm-hmm. And this movie is really a good combination of both. <laughs> yeah. Cronenberg to me likes to manipulate the body while Verhoeven likes, likes to, to destroy it. Destroy it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I love the small detail of like how the mutants are just people that couldn't afford uh, air domes. So like some like toxicity got in their domes, so it like slightly mutated them. Oh, they're minorities. Come on, this is what they are. No, I know, yeah. but I no exactly that's what they are. But Except like, they're white minority mutants. Yes, yeah. Like, well, but, like, the, the taxi guy. Yeah, and he is a mutant. He has the hand. Yeah, um, which was a surprise to me. I, I, I kind of had the feeling no, he was no, going to no. turn into a bad guy, but I didn't know he was going to have I, that cool arm thing. When, uh, I knew he was going to turn on them. He just had that that vibe. Yeah. But yeah. It, when well, he and reveals, he was too conveniently yeah. helpful. When too. he reveals his hand, don't worry, I'm one of you. When he reveals his hand to um, Quaid uh, and uh, Quado. What? Fuck, what's the alien's name? It's like... Quano? Quado? 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 I've seen this movie like 20 times. I just forgot his name. I think it's like Quato. Quato. I think it's something like that. And I love how Michael Ironside is so blunt in this. He's like, when he's like, oh, the the, the mutant freaks love him. He's like, kill him. No one knows who he is. Like, he's just so blunt. Yeah. Just shoot him. I love the So to go back to Michael Ironside, like, I love that he is the 
bully who's bullied in this basically because he's yes, yeah. he's so aggressive and so you know like kill them all like I, he's such a good bad guy but then you see him just being like pushed around by ryan cox like it's so fun to watch and the security guard when he's just like open the doors and he like knocks his hands off they're all connected yeah and i was like those two i wanted to see fight yeah and they never get a chance in the movie <laughs> But yes, how Ronnie Cox bullies Michael Ironside's Richter. Yeah. Which is very interesting. And he's like, a, he follows him. Like, he's going to follow him to the ends of the earth. But he is so shitty to him. You know? <laughs> well, honestly, I wanted Richter to kill Ronnie Cox. Yeah. I wanted him to shoot him in the head and then have Arnold kill him. I think yeah. that would have been better because Richter was your real bad guy. Yeah. And he's the only one I thought could go toe-to-toe with Arnold. Yeah. Arm to arm. Too. Yes. <laughs> he gets a little armless. Yes, he gets smashed by the uh, elevator, uh, which I love that it like wasn't his head. I love that it was like something else, like it was his arms that. Got, well, yeah, because like, then you apart. get the great expression of his face when he realizes he's about to die. He's like, Ugh, yeah, like yeah. Oh, so good, Michael Ironside. You are amazing. Uh, another amazing performance that I don't think is talked about in this movie is Sharon Stone she is. is really good as like the villain uh wife character mm-hmm. this um, is what got her basic instinct with Verhoeven again yeah. well no <laughs> um, I mean he Arnold and Verhoeven were just so impressed with Sharon Stone I mean and she is fantastic in this yes. movie she's a crazy person to work with and so is Paul Verhoeven even though he was getting much better at this point because he learned his lessons from Robocop. Yeah. Because a lot of people behind the scenes talked about how they were afraid to work with Verhoeven because they'd heard his, he's just a bully, he's got a bad attitude, and all of them were like, uh, not on this movie. <laughs> he was perfect. But I think he learned, he said in his Robocop, he learned how to direct people yeah. instead of ordering people. Yeah. It was different probably in the Netherlands or wherever he originally came from. Where he's making his was he German? Movie. Was it German? I think he's German. Oh, I thought he came from like one of those. Well, he could be German, German from adjacent somewhere. I don't like know, places. Whatever, whatever. Uh, but uh, it doesn't matter because we have only seen these. Uh, yes. <laughs> we haven't seen his foreign films because well, who reads subtitles? Uh, <laughs> Reading, I hate that. Um, but like, so for, this is this is in sort of the Verhoeven Holy Trinity of. Yeah. You know, RoboCop this and Starship Troopers. And Ashley brought this up when we were watching this. I mean, she only saw like maybe a half hour, 45 minutes of this. And she was working on other stuff. But she saw some of this. And, and she made a point that I agree with 100%. This movie's a classic. It's considered to be yes. like a sci-fi yeah. classic. But people still don't really talk about this one like they talk about RoboCop or Starship Troopers. You know what I mean? Or those T2. Are, yeah, those yeah. are so... You're as as a fan, you're inundated with stuff with those movies. This one, everybody's like, I like it, but like I I have gone thirty years and not had anything spoiled from mm-hmm. this movie for me. People don't really talk about this one a lot, and I don't know why because it, I think it's as good as those other movies because it, it doesn't escape its genre. Maybe. T two escapes action sci fi. It escapes it. Goes beyond it. Um, and a lot of other films that we Predator goes beyond an alien movie. Right. It's Iconic classic. This one, I think there was... I just I don't think this one grabs as many people like RoboCop. 
And I'm not, and I don't want to make I don't want to make the argument that I think this is better than RoboCop because I don't. But it's still excellent. You know what I mean? Like I just don't know no. why it's not talked about. But maybe that is the case. Maybe it's well, just too sci-fi. It's it stays just on the sci-fi level. I really so. think there was a problem in the late '80s of too much X. There's too much good. Yeah. Because this came out the exact same, or this was out at the exact same time period as Back to the Future Three. Mm. I want to say. Yeah. And it competed with that. So I mean. Worldwide, it made I don't know 250 million somewhere around there. I'm not looking up the exact number, but it's about that. So I mean, it was a mega hit, and on home video, it exploded even more, and people are still watching it, and they'll still pick up. You know, you put out a new Blu-ray of this, people pick it up. Yeah. And I just don't think it could escape the bubble of sci-fi, like like say a Stargate. I think Stargate, the first one, is fantastic, but it can't escape that sci-fi bubble. And maybe that's also why I don't hear that much about that, except yeah. I hear more about the show, which is more of its own serialized thing yeah. or whatever. But like I, uh, and maybe maybe that's why, and maybe that's why. But it well, is it's just mind-boggling to me with how much cool shit is in this movie that it isn't talked about as much as like a RoboCop. Yeah, it's really weird. I I really don't. Other than what I told you, I I don't know if there's another explanation on this because mm-hmm. this doesn't feel like an Arnold movie. This doesn't feel like a sci-fi movie. This feels like a Verhoeven, Verhoeven movie. Yeah. And maybe that's the problem. Maybe I don't know. Even though this is clearly an Arnold movie, and it's clearly you know a sci-fi movie, I just feel like maybe it's too much of a Verhoeven. Yeah. It's, maybe it's too weird. Maybe there's maybe. too much weird shit. Yeah. But it never could escape that because it doesn't surprise me. Even though I was shocked that you hadn't seen it, there's a lot of people who have not seen this. Yeah. And that's that's the thing. That's the thing that blows my mind. But the fans of this are hardcore. Yeah, I mean, I'm now converted, fully converted. I love this movie. Um, we're we're talking about some of the the cool shit in it, like like the 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 head exploding on Mars or the face exploding. It's not a head; it's a face exploding on Get Mars. Get ready for a surprise. <laughs> um, and the fucking thing coming out of the nose, and yeah. the the lady's head opening up on him and the uh uh the, the what's it quato the the thing quato. yeah that's, the yeah. thing on a such cool shit yeah it's so much cool and then him jumping through the x-ray machine yeah the x-ray richter's, fight that richter. happens yeah and maybe we should talk about richter's right hand man i love this guy I, who is this guy he's great <laughs> i meant to look him up before this but i, I just didn't have time but he just seems like a guy that should be in a lot more movies. Yeah, he is such a good like henchman sidekick <laughs> guy, and he talks trash to Richter. Yeah, he like gives him shit. Oh yeah, I wouldn't want my wife porking that guy either. Yeah. you know, like yeah. he's just like looks straight at him. He's like, oh, I'm sure she hated every minute of it. And this is another thing I love about Ironside. He's he's such a worm and such a weasel, but he just takes everybody's shit. You know, everybody well, gives him shit, and he just people, takes it. <laughs> some people he doesn't because he shoots, or no, he knocks over the one guy who tries to help Sharon Stone up. Which a really interesting part of this is Richter and Sharon Stone's character. What is her character's name? I can't remember it. Is Laura, who's playing the fake wife, like he knocks him down. He's like, "Don't touch her." Yeah. But then at the same time, his right hand man like mocks him right because she's you know has to sleep with quaid 
Which, maybe it's yeah. just like there's some authority there, then he can't deal with I it. But if he, could push, if he could push somebody around, he will. But I if, think it's respect. Yeah, it's I it's think great he character respect, trait. He respects that guy. I don't know what his name is. I don't... Is his name Helm? Is this guy Michael... Who's this guy? Loading. Yeah, right Yeah, it's got to be this guy. Michael Champion. What a name. <laughs> he truly is a champion in this film. Jesus, we have a Michael Ironside and a Michael Champion? Wow, good names. Good, wow. Good, solid, like, uh, henchman bad guy names. Take it all day. Well, his henchman name is Helm. That's terrible. Just use his real name. I'd be like, yeah, the guy's name is, you know, Just call him Champion yeah. or Champ or something. <laughs> I was actually sad when he died, too. Yeah, he's yeah. A, he was a good character. But I was not sad when, uh, well, I was a little sad when, um, oh, what was the taxi driver's name? I just forgot it. Oh, the Johnny Cab? Oh, not Johnny Cab, but we can talk about him while I find the other guy's name, the mutant. Who, uh, oh, it's Mel Johnson Jr., so whatever, was it Barry? Benny. Benny, Benny. Yeah. I did like how Benny died. I was just like a little sad. Benny, come on, Benny. That was that was one of the shots, though, that made me think, is there a director's cut? Because you see the thing going in and coming out, but you don't see him at all? Well, they had to cut a lot of this to get it under X. And that's why I wondered, if that does that footage exist somewhere? I don't know, but, I mean, Paul Verhoeven had nowhere near amount of problems getting this past... The NPAA. As they, he they did mentioned, on I mean, I mean, they had to cut quite a bit of little bitty scenes, but apparently it was very straightforward. It's just like cut this, cut this, cut this, and you're good. Which is funny because this movie is so mega violent. It's very violent. <laughs> the, the body count in this is nuts. Yeah. And uh, like Sharon Stone goes pretty fast. She's about halfway through the movie. She gets shot. Yeah. Well, and the, the doctor. Quaid kills the doctor, shoots him in the head when the sweat goes down. I always like yeah. that scene. Uh, Quado, or Quaid, what is it? Quado, Quado gets shot in the head. Yeah. Oh man, a lot of a lot of mutilation. And then the the guy on the escalator always like I'm like man, he didn't deserve it. The guy that's just like the 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 body shield. Yeah, the shield. God. That always disturbed me when I was young too. I was like, oh, that poor dude. But I mean, Arnold's just doing what he's got to do to survive. Yeah, and like it's not Arnold's fault. The guys he's shooting too, just like blow apart. Like oh. the guy, the shield guy is just ripped to shreds, yes. and then everybody he's shooting is just getting fucking squibbed. Yeah. The, Paul Verhoeven does the best squibs out there. They he, are just yeah. explosions of just flesh flying, <laughs> firecracker level. Just like, boom, boom. Yeah, he's got the best squibs in his movies. He's like dial it up to eleven when yep. it comes to the squibs. I I bet. Um, you know, a, a lot of people who work with him, a lot of the stunt coordinators and everything, just love working with him. Oh, yeah. He's like, let's do it. They get to play on his yeah. movies. <laughs> get to get but now, you notice Dean, Her- Dean Norris, sorry, Dean Norris was in this, but you didn't notice until the, the credits. Right. I was watching the credits just to see if I missed somebody in the movie or whatever, you know, because a lot of times in these early 90s movies, you find people who are stars today that have mm-hmm. bit parts or whatever. So I always watch the credits here and I saw Dean Norris's name and I was like, oh, man, like, that's awesome that he's in this. But who who is he? And then it said it said the name. Uh, it's a T name. Uh, Tony or Terry or uh, something like that. Yeah, I mean Arnold. Uh, that's the famous line where he's Tony. just yeah. yeah Tony. Thank you, Tony. When yeah. he said when like he when helps he, him. And, and I know it's like I like the 
admit you know they kind of like hit an equal standing yeah arnold because at the first he's just like you got a lot of nerve showing your face around here look who's talking yeah, they Which give each other shit, but then they help each other out. And, yeah, and then they, they there's a respect. Like there. there's a respect, there's admiration. Yeah. at one point, and and then Arnold ends up saving everyone by using the aliens' original design to cool the atmosphere and bring air. Yeah, to bring oxygen to Mars. Because one of the pl- subplots in this is uh, Ronnie Cox's character, which Co Cohagen, right? Cohagen yeah. like cuts off the air basically to the poor section of town. Right. And then Arnold saves them all. But this is definitely part of the boring because, you know, he's just like, no, you're my friend. And then, you know, Quaid's like, no, fuck whoever I was or whatever. And then he just takes care. How does he kill Ho- Cohagen? I can't even remember. Did you shoot him? Uh, he, when he... Uh, oh, has to throw the thing through the dome and it, he gets sucked out. Mm-hmm. He lets him get sucked out and then he's the one that has the eyes that shoot yeah, out of his yeah. face. Like, yeah, that's right. That's an awesome like animatronic they do. Yeah, because he's like, you're watching him kind of melt. You're watching like yeah. his face peel back and his fucking eyes and tongue yeah. shoot out um, as and he's I, oxygen deprived on the surface of Mars. I love how Arnold and um, Milana, Milena... Yeah, one of those. Yeah, those two characters are basically getting their face just like bubbling up and turning into you know the animatronic, and then like when the air comes in, they go back to normal. Yeah, they're like, (gasps) like, I don't know. I'm pretty sure they'd be pretty heavily scarred, possibly dead. Yeah, I don't don't know the science on this, but because it's sci-fi, I'll take it, and it looks cool. So (laughs) pseudo science. That's right. Uh, Yeah, I've got it. I love. I loved all the like the effects and the death and just the violence and all that stuff that was just in here. <laughs> so many quotable lines. Yeah. A lot of good it, lines. It's just get your ass the balls. Yeah. I love it. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to think, you know, Arnold has the line about the divorce, which I thought was really funny. Oh yeah. Consider uh, that a divorce. Yeah. And then, the the real cheesy one where he, when he kills uh, Benny and he says like you're screwed or something yeah, like that. Love it, love it. Um, yeah, there's some there's some good Arnold stuff here. And we should talk about that Arnold basically made this movie happen. This movie had tried to be made. A lot of people have tried to get this movie made, and it was just deemed too expensive and too difficult. But Arnold, coming off Predator and The Running Man, he read this script and he's like, no. We're going to get the money together, and Paul Verhoeven is my man. He's the only one I want to do this. And he had that kind of pool. And it, it just came together. The The writer of this said like he had been trying forever, and then Arnold comes on board and goes, we're shooting it in Mexico. Get your suitcase. <laughs> just like, whoa. Like, it, it, uh, it is so Verhoeven, though, that it, yeah. like the sets... Are incredible, you know. Every dollar's on screen. The sets, the props, the costumes, the the everything that is on screen, and none of it is CGI. Like, you know, there's miniatures yeah. and stuff like that. But I'm saying, like the all the tactile stuff that you are looking at is so Verhoeven, but it's it's so good and futuristic and cool. And I want to look at everything that's happening on screen. Yeah, I want to go through the TV and check out the world. Right, I walk around in the world. Right, right. That's why I like so yeah. much of that world building first half because I was drinking it all in. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and then the second half just turns into a normal sci-fi action. But a great one. A great one. Like, <laughs> I know, it's like a weird thing where like the first half is maybe too good for the second half to keep up. Yeah, it, it can't keep the momentum of the first half, but, but not you, in a bad way. But when you blend it all together, it doesn't matter because right. it's amazing. Right. It just you, it flies through still anyway. I was keeping up to, like, I was really invested, again, not having seen, not knowing it was about the sort of twists and turns of, like, I didn't even I, I didn't even know what the, to- the Total Recall title meant. I didn't know there was going to be, yeah, like, a recall yeah. thing in it. And, like, the, the idea of the implanted vacations, I was like, love it. And then the idea of, like, well, is was his past erased or is he being, you know, is he in the recall chair now? Like, every twist, mm-hmm. sort of, and then the fact that he was a bad guy all along, every twist, I was just, like, on that ride the whole time i was like i love this (laughs) no they it's great there's so much in this that's that's fun like even even like little behind the scenes thing everyone gets food poisoning because they did this in mexico something happened with one of the catering services everyone was just so sick except arnold who brought in his own chef arnold always does this i mean he's got to work out he brings in his personal trainer his chef and his in a couple of the movies, he has a life coach. I don't know what that means. Nice. Uh, so if anyone else has heard this behind-the-scenes stuff, please fill me in. <laughs> what is a life coach? You is, could do this. You're going to have a great day, yeah, Arnold. Yeah, like, yeah, is that a, is that a what's-his-name? It's like, you're good enough. Yeah, you're, you're smart, smart enough. enough. And doggone it, people, people like, like you. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know what that is. I, I guess just make your life positive. But, you know, and then this is the thing that Arnold does on movies is he goes out of his way to make sure his chef cooks everyone else a meal. Like, you're no longer drinking the water here. We're getting bottled water. Like, Mm -hmm. he takes care of people on his movies. And there's so many stories of how incredible he is. And James Cameron has said, the three toughest men, or maybe I shouldn't say men, because I don't know, but at the point... It, well, yeah, I should. They were all three men. He goes, the three toughest actors I ever worked with was Arnold. He's the most incredible actor he's ever worked with. He's nuts. What's his name from Alien and Aliens and um, Leviathan? <sighs> he's the original snake on Metal Gear Solid. I just forgot the guy's name, the actor. Mm. He's the father of... Jesus, Terminator. I can't. I just forgot that guy's name. Michael Bean? Yeah, Michael Bean. He said Michael Bean's nuts in a great way. And Michael Bean thinks James Cameron's nuts. Nice. <laughs> uh, they work well together. They man. were both together. And then uh, Ed uh, Harrison, who almost died on Leviathan. Ed Harris? Ed Harris. Oh, I said Harrison. Sorry. Ed right. Harris. He oh, said okay. he's like James Cameron is just like, that guy's <laughs> in, a good, in a good way. He's yeah. just like, there's a famous story of Ed Harris almost dying on Leviathan because Abyss. he was. Abyss. I keep saying Leviathan. I'm sorry. Abyss. Whatever. They all came out at the same time. But in Abyss, uh, Ed Harris apparently did the, you know, water, uh, oxygen breathing. Mm-hmm. Where they put all the goo in there, but you can still breathe. He panicked and almost died, apparently really doing it. And Ed, Ed Harris tells the story. He's like, I wasn't mad at anyone. I was mad at myself because he's like, I, I panicked. It's my fault. I'm like, no, dude, they put you in a shitty situation. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, not not Leviathan Abyss. I do it came that out too. at the same time. 
Well, that, I mean, but there was what Deep Star Six. Deep Star Six also, yeah. Too many water movies. Yeah. I like the Abyss though. I like the Abyss a lot. I like Leviathan too. I like Deep Star Six. I like them all. I can't remember all of them. I mean, Abyss is incredible. That uh, end thing, but I think Leviathan's more fun. Leviathan's definitely wackier. It's yeah. the wackiest of the. It's the. It's the craziest of the three yeah. for sure. Is that what's his name? Peter from, Weller. Uh, Peter Weller. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he went from RoboCop to Leviathan. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> What an adventure. I and mean, Buckaroo Banzai is somewhere in that neighborhood, that too. That was beforehand. Though. Right, but that yeah. wasn't it Buckaroo Banzai, Robocop, Leviathan? <laughs> yeah, and I think he did something between those two. God, what a gem. What a gem Peter yeah. Weller is. And Peter Weller is an incredible actor, but let's go back to Arnold being awesome. <laughs> I, I don't have much more behind the scenes. I know that Rob Bottin and his crew, well, a bunch of the crew around here, they won an Oscar but I think it was like a special Oscar. Yeah. Did they not have like makeup effects yet? And it was just like a technician award or something. I don't know, but they won an Oscar. I, I don't know if it was one of, for one of the traditional ones though. I think it was one of those like shows before the show, mm-hmm. but Rob Bottin returned to work with Paul Verhogen and had nowhere near the problems. Cause you can tell Rob Bottin got a lot of say in this. He he's he's definitely flexing in this one. He's oh. definitely showing how fucking good at effects he is. Uh, here. I'm sorry, man. What is he flexing? He's flexing his nuts. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, some in- absolutely incredible, like unforgettable effects in this movie for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, I forgot. Uh, the James Cameron said the other person that he was he loved to work with. The reason I said male and everything is because what's her name? From Terminator and Terminator 2. Oh, Linda Hamilton? Linda, Ham- uh, Linda Hamilton in the first one was very raw, not very good. And he's like, Linda Hamilton in T2. He's like, that was one of the most impressive turnarounds in a career he'd ever seen. Because she came back and was gung-ho. <laughs> I mean, you've seen her in the movie. She's yeah. ripped. Yeah, and she's incredible in the movie, and too. She's, yeah, and she is. like, in, like uh, James Cameron's famous like when he talked about he had to show Linda Hamilton how to be that character. In the second one, she took over the character. Right, right. And she's fucking incredible. I, I actually I can't wait to see her in Dark Fate. Like, I know the movie. I hope it's awesome. I, I have apprehension about the movie, but I can't wait to see her top line a movie again. No, it'll be, not, it'll be great because it's kind of like her comeback. She fell hard. Yeah. Drugs, I believe. Oh, really? Of it. I think she, she had some problems. Well, she's going to be back. Maybe substance abuse of some sort, but Let's a hope. lot of people didn't like to work with her. They just like excommunicated her. Mm. And now she's coming back. Yeah, let's hope she has like a like a Jamie Lee Curtis kind of like resurgence where she starts popping up in other movies too yeah. then. And I think that grandma could beat us up. Oh, she could kick my ass any yeah. day for sure. <laughs> I see her in that trailer like, "Whoa!" Yeah, she would she would fucking destroy me. Um, yeah, uh, the only behind the scenes thing I really knew about this was that it, yeah, it was originally and was pretty, pretty close to being made with Cronenberg. And I think that's why there's, there is that traces of Cronenbergian stuff in the movie. Well, it didn't work out. I don't know what happened. It was too expensive. And I know Dan O'Bannon, didn't he go on to work on Alien? Well, not. Well, they they did Alien or Shusa did Alien three after this. 
Um, no, no, I mean back in the seventies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When this yeah, movie yeah, was yeah. originally being put together, well, oh, it was when to do a random Canadian director was coming to work on this because he hadn't done anything big. Right, Shivers and Rabbit Shiver, were not. I mean, come on, big movies. I think that it was supposed to be his big, you know, breakout was hopefully let's see if Total Recall turns into a household name, but they couldn't get it done. I think Dan O'Bannon then went and worked on alien oh it was after that i didn't know what time period it happened i just knew it was supposed well, to be with cronenberg for a while i may be wrong i'm not looking at the the actual you know facts here but i think didn't the book come out in the mid 70s and i think daniel bannon and the other guy bought the rights to the script wrote it and i just think it was too complicated because dino de Laurentiis was going to make it mm, okay and i think had the rights to it for the longest time and then fell. I mean, they you know went, went bankrupt, and then I think that's how Arnold picked up, bought the, or you know got it going. Mm. Someone else bought it. Whoever this is, this company, the company that ended up doing T two also, yes, the Mario Casares company. And then what happened to them? They went under. They also just and then they got swallowed up by Live, which became Artisan, which became Lionsgate. They, yeah, yeah. And Lionsgate's still going. Yeah. And Lionsgate will probably put out a Blu-ray release of this like every other year, but they won't put out they won't put out the commentary because you still have to pay Arnold mm, every time they re-release yeah. it. And Arnold is a t- he does not do many commentary. He just doesn't do a lot of extras. Yeah, he'll do documentaries, but he won't do a lot of extras for like These DVDs things. and Blu-rays yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. They, I remember I went through the whole all the extras on T2 and he's not in a lot of it. It's a lot of James Cameron, yeah. but James Cameron loves James Cameron. So of course there's a lot of James Cameron. In it. Yeah. And James Cameron does a lot of the documentaries for his own films. Yes, exactly. Hysterical <laughs> control freak. What that, a, like makes other control freaks look tame. What a, what a wackadoo, but like, thank God we have him. <laughs> no, I, I've told people, I was like, I think James, I love James Cameron. I would never work with him. Yeah, it scares he's me. <laughs> and, you know, I, I just think he's a terrible director that makes amazing movies. Because he's not a director. He's a he's a, just a... Well, he's a force because he's yeah. going to be the writer. He's going to well, be the director. He's, he's going to be the producer. He's going to be involved in everything. Yeah, he's a dictator and a control freak beyond belief. Yes, his movies are fantastic. That doesn't mean I want to be on them. Right. Yeah, what an interesting guy. But this, watching watching Total Recall, you know, we have already talked about RoboCop and Starship Troopers, but watching Total Recall really made me just yearn for Paul Verhoeven to just do one more sci-fi movie. Just give us one, because no. you know it's gonna have it's gonna have CGI in it, but so did Starship Troopers, and that's not you know that's not gonna ruin it for me. Um, I want to see him do one more. I just don't think these type of movies are made anymore. They're they're different. They are, but they're different. I think it'd be I think it'd be tough to get it made, but I think we need it. <laughs> I think we need a balls to the wall, mean, gross, offensive sci-fi movie from the master. Smoking cigarettes, yeah. saying bad words, yep. killing people, blowing fucking people apart. Yeah, yeah. We're we're due. We're due for just I, one more. I would take any Paul Verhoeven movie. I hope it's better than you know, like Showgirls. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Which is also wonderful, but for different reasons. <laughs> I do not own that one. 
I will own that one someday. I hope I find it. I would love I to, yeah, really get, like, do. the VHS. I remember there was, like, that big VHS, like, the collector's edition VHS that was in, like, a wide yeah, box. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If I find that fucker, that's mine. That's the, <laughs> that's the one who comes, it's, it comes out in three parts. Yeah. And then it has the, yeah. I want that. You can find that online. That thing's. I wonder how much that is. If somebody finds that in the wild, just send it to me, please. <laughs> it's incredible because I know it has all the behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, it's got like it's a VHS, but it has well, extra features and stuff. And then they also sell a double VHS at one point. That might have all that stuff, but I want yeah. the presentation. Yeah, I, want I the, want it in the box. <laughs> and then they have like a super special edition of the DVD that came out in like the. Yeah. Late 90s, early 2000s. That's ridiculous. Yeah. I For such an epic bomb, it has so much great marketing material. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's a cult classic for a reason. Yeah. yeah. It's a sleazy cult classic. Yes. It's... My my kind of cult classic. Yeah. <laughs> That'll probably wrap it up. Oh, no. The museum. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. We forgot it three times. Uh, yeah, we're last pretty time. bad. That's all right. Yeah. It, it we have hard. fun we it have fun hard. it's we're just chatting we're we're all hanging yeah. out together we're all friends when we're doing yeah. this so, so <laughs> sometimes we forget the rules this is the second time i've had to reclaim my property from you that belongs in a museum so do you it's a part of the show where we go out in the film jungle and bring something back good or bad matt i'm letting you go first because this is your first time watching it uh Obviously, Obvi- uh, in a movie filled with amazing shit, uh, Rob Bottin and his work is going in the museum. Particularly, my favorite was the uh, the, the lady head, uh, the disguise. Uh, when it opens, like when it like, and then closes, and it's all real. That's fucking insane. <laughs> I know. Could you imagine trying to cast that actress? Yeah. Like. Oh wow! And then making making the sculpt and the animatronic to get that to work—that's some amazing fucking work. Uh, Rob Bottin, I mean, is a treasure. It probably next to Dick Smith, the best makeup effects artist of all time. Yeah. Uh, I would probably go. I would go my top three. Uh, sorry, can't be none of them are you. Um, <laughs> my top three: Dick Smith. Rob Bottin, Stan Winston is my three. So I, Rob Bottin's got to go in the museum for this. Yeah, that's. I think I'd have to have some time to really think about that one. But Rob Bottin is just. I mean, he's, he's a legend. Yeah. So it's yeah. I don't know. That's a t- that's a great thing to put in the museum. Uh, mine is always going to be Richter. I I mean it's Michael Ironside. It's kind of a cop out, but this is also one of my favorite Michael Ironside bad guys mm-hmm. he's just perfect and he's so weird because he, he does he gets knocked around by a lot of other people right he's a bullied bully and i love those characters <laughs> i also love how he really loves his wife yeah yeah but when she dies he like lifts her head and he looks at her and instead of like mourning her death he just immediately goes into revenge mode and he's like work mode too yeah. You know, not necessarily all just revenge, just like, well, gotta go back to work, gotta go get this guy. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, yeah. I, uh, other things we can talk about in the movie is uh, do you ever play the NES game? No. It's not good. I don't think it's awful. Certainly not as bad as like Robocop or Terminator. It, uh, I love T2's game though. Uh, but, uh, well, the arcade. 
the shoot em up. Yeah, yeah love that, that was game. awesome. Uh, but I did I did notice in the credits it said play the acclaimed game in the in the end yeah. credits of the movie and I was like that's hilarious that it's actually in the credits to like advertise yes. the game. <laughs> Got to make your money. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much. I think that's all the behind the scenes. I don't think there's anything left to say. We we hit it right. Yeah. Uh, so since since we finished the movie, there are trailers after the movie <laughs> um this time which i always check at the end because in the 90s they did this sometimes where they would or the, the late 80s early 90s they would still stick more trailers after um and the one we got we got two teasers because they were upcoming releases so mm-hmm. i think what we are getting at least in um in the first part on my tape because i didn't have terminator 2 the three that i saw la story air america and uh short time are out already okay and what we're getting after are the teasers for what's coming and at least on my tape because i didn't have terminator uh so jacob's ladder has a fairly long teaser trailer but it doesn't really show much in the movie it shows a lot of the creepy shit that happens in the movie Mm -hmm. uh and i was like that's a pretty good trailer for jacob's ladder would get me hyped for a movie that i think is just okay (laughs) that one's talked a lot about though it is it's talked about a lot but it's not that spectacular Uh, a lot of great imagery though in it and the trailer Mm -hmm. definitely advertises that well and then a, a teaser trailer that's a true teaser trailer in that it's no footage from the actual movie for the doors which is just the song and Jim Morrison walking like in a silhouetted smoky figure towards a stage. And it's just the doors and it's the break on through playing. Val Kilmer loving himself? Val Kilmer's not. You don't even see him. I mean, it's him obviously playing Jim Morrison, yeah. but you don't see his face. You don't know. It's him, you know. And of course, the first text that comes up in the teaser is an Oliver Stone film, you know, mm-hmm. because he was probably on top of the world at this point. Uh, was one of, that before JFK, right? No, still before JFK, though, I think. Yeah. yeah. Because that was 94, and this was 91. Yeah, that would make sense. Uh, But, like, yeah, Oliver Stone already had sort of a reputation. So his name comes up, then it says The Doors, and that's it. Well, I mean, for a while after Platoon, I think Oliver Stone could do whatever he wanted. Mm -hmm. Doors is a good movie, though. I like that movie. Uh, It's too long, but it's pretty good. It's so (laughs) It's too long, like most Oliver Stone movies. It's too long, but it's pretty good. Uh, So it was fun to watch, like, teaser trailers for stuff that the companies had upcoming. And because this was, like, a a Carl Loco release, it's funny that, like, some of the movies I noticed were TriStar and some of the movies were Fox. So they must have had a deal with the two studios to put out their movies or whatever. And I don't remember which ones fall where, but... I think Jacob's Ladder was was a uh, TriStar, and then the Doors one was just exclusively Carlo. I don't know. It was something yeah, where know. like yeah. different studios working together with these trailers. Always interesting with how that works. <laughs> like they just make deals to distribute certain movies, certain types of movies, also. Yeah, yeah, because they don't want. Oh hi, hi Tulip, I hear you meowing in the background. We're, yep. we're, we're done. <laughs> Calm down. We're about to sign off. Uh, you can check us out on Facebook, YouTube, Podbean, iTunes, whatever you want. We got a lot of choices. Yep. Check us out. Write us. Say hello on the Facebooks and the emails. We yeah. will sometimes say hello back. <laughs> right. You can write us at analogjonestof at gmail.com. That's all I got. So uh, remember to be kind. I rewind.
you tripped the Mars. What trip? You went to recall, remember? I did? Hey, you did. I told you not to, but you went anyway. What are you, my father? Come on, I'll buy you a drink. Listen, I'm already late. Thank you very much. Hey, come right hey, now. Hey, hey, come okay, bring it. Hold on, down here. Come on, move it. Let's go get that drink. Move it. What's going on? What's going on? I don't even know anything about Mars. You should have listened to me, Quaid. I was there to keep you out of trouble. Harry, you're making a big mistake. You got me mixed up with somebody else. Uh-uh, pal. You got yourself mixed up with somebody else. <laughs> Watch you! 